You created the company and you evolved the company based off of demand, right? You were just listening to people like the, the first kids in the gym that were asking you for something specific, which is, by the way, we built our business too. Like my company was built off of market demand and what people were asking for, we just kind of listened. And then, um, you know, what I, what I really want to talk to you about too was like your content and branding. And again, that sounds like something you just kind of took one step at a time. And I think a lot of people struggle with content and branding because they get overwhelmed and think they have to do everything at once. And I've, I've watched you over the years just kind of keep taking on a little bit more, a little bit more over time. You know, to kind of where you are today, like you are an animal with content. Like you're, I know every Tuesday morning that I have two podcasts that pop in my app from Revive Stronger. And I listen to them every week and it's like getting a delivery, an Amazon delivery, you know, the recurring deliveries. Like I know it's coming. Um, your colors, your orange and black. Like I know when I see it on Instagram, it's a revive post. So can you just kind of dive into a little bit like your content and your branding strategy and kind of how you approach that? And also like, where do you come up with content from? Like, what are you trying to do with your content? Cool. So yeah, these are great questions. And I think some of it is, I, I don't have a, I mean, I, I went to university and did geography of business and i'd love to say that i've taken on everything i've learned through my business side of the degree and that's what's like influenced no, everything a lot of it um has just come about as i don't even i don't effectively even necessarily know how we landed upon orange black white um i think in the start it was just i was developing I don't know if it was just like the website or something and I needed to pick some colors and I was like, oh, I like these colors. And then from there, it was just a case of like, these are the, the colors now. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, but you're right in that you, you want people to be able to see your content and be like, without even having to think about it, they're just like, oh, I know who that is because they always, it always looks like that. It's consistent. Um, and that is what the huge thing to take away from what I found to be beneficial was like when I first started out writing blogs, they were consistent. It was like, I do them every week without fail. Uh, and sometimes they weren't my best work. Sometimes I didn't enjoy doing it, but I made sure I showed up every single time. It's the same with the podcast. Now it's, we do this, they be released every week. Like, and you will never see a week where there isn't an interview with a guest. And that does provide some pressure, but I, I think there's a, enough people within the space that I work within to find good content and be able to produce that every week because you don't want to fall into a trap of just producing for the sake of producing because I'd hate that. I wouldn't enjoy that myself. Um, but yeah, it's in terms of the, the strategy there, I think initially it all came from creating infographics for um, the Instagram. And I found just seeing through what other people were doing uh, and they had like very clear templates of how their graphics looked and I liked that and so I wanted to find my own create my own and then use that design every single time so our graphics have changed over time a little bit but we've always had the same colors um, the same text uh, the same logo always there and present so that when people are looking at it yeah they don't need to second guess it they know that's kind of our work and what we're doing and then in terms of the content that we choose to produce i think fortunately for me it when i first was doing 
content, like doing the, the podcast, it was all kind of a very selfish endeavor in that I was asking questions I wanted to know things about and right. I wanted, and uh, yeah, the people then who were attracted to it were very similar to me. And so a lot of the people that we have ended up working with at Revive Stronger are very similar to ourselves, maybe a couple of stages behind uh, and they are very interested in the content we produce. So a lot of the time, the stuff that I'm learning about, researching about the stuff I'm doing is directly interesting to our audience. And so I'm just collating that, packaging it together and sharing it. But a lot of my early work particularly was within looking at what the top of the top were doing in terms of research, like Brad Schoenfeld, like the, he's kind of the muscle god, looking at what he was doing and putting it into digestible information in chunks for others so that they could understand it. And eventually when you put out and that's what our kind of marketing is all about really is value and just like education. You put out enough of it. People are like, well, there's a lot here. And if you kind of can take it all in, you can learn it all for yourself. And a lot, many people have, or someone is just like, well, there's so much there. This guy obviously knows it all. I'm just going to get coaching through them. Um, and then just showing the value of it. So making sure that when we do have good results with clients, we can shout about it, um, get testimonials, have before and afters because you can do a good job but if you don't tell anyone about that or if no one knows then i mean you're not going to attract anyone to the business apart from like referrals can be helpful but um that was really the, the start was referrals but since then it's not really come directly through that it's more through instagram more so through uh, our podcast yeah i would say what i love about your content is there's no selling it's not like you put out a piece and it's like at the bottom. Oh, and, and anyway, if you want to read more, here's my ebook for 1999. Like there's no, there's no bait and switch. Like it is just every single day, you know, constant value. And I think, you know, for anybody that's, you know, watching this video, that's not in the fitness industry. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, right? It's, it's bringing value through being an expert in what you're talking about. Right. And that's what you, I think you really excel at. Sometimes I look at your stuff and, um, and I think like, how do you keep coming up with this type of stuff every day? So I think a lot of that too goes into like the mind behind it. Like you clearly, you, you clearly love what you do and you're a, a great mind because you can have all the colors and infographs in the world, but the, the content also has to be good for people to stick around. Right. And I think for you, like followers aren't everything, but I remember being on your page when you had like 2000 Instagram followers, now you're wow. pushing like 50,000 and for that many people to gravitate towards you and, and want to actually follow you and, and follow your journey. I mean, that's just, that's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. It's yeah. I can remember, I remember back in the days um, when I would, I was trying to get to 10,000 and there was, you could do little things like follow loads of people and then unfollow them all. Cause they'd all follow yeah. you back. That actually really worked very well at the start. It got followers, but not good followers. But since then, it hasn't been doing that sort of thing. It's more so, like you said, just putting out good information, sharing my journey, trying to make it interesting. And within, I think within any business, like even any brand, you buy into what that brand represents and the people behind it. Uh, that's kind of, when you think about even clothing brands, a lot of the time we kind of buy clothing because of who it's associated with or the, the mentality behind the brand like Nike just do it like some people just love that mentality and so yeah. I think kind of making sure especially for personal training 
to keep our personality within all the content is quite important. So I definitely do try and keep that. And I just, I, I, and like you said, I like it. I like being on social media. Uh, it's, I, I kind of find it quite fun. And I know a lot of people don't. I think as a business, that's where we've played upon our strengths because I love it. I, I like being present on there. It drives me crazy sometimes and I do get pressure and anxiety sometimes from it, especially I don't do well with conflict. So whenever there's like negativity, which there always is, unfortunately within yeah. the social space, it drives me up the wall a little bit. But Pascal, uh, my business partner, is not fond really of social media particularly, especially like putting himself out there. So we work with our strengths. I put myself out there. I'm the front face of the brand and he does a lot of behind the scenes, lots on the website, on the members site, content kind of editing and production. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's definitely helped us grow. That's a great point. I maybe could spend a minute there on like having a business partner because my, my partner, it's, it's funny how similar, you know, like our stories are, is we call him the wizard of Oz. Like nice. he's just like behind the curtain. And uh, I'm kind of the front man for the business. And I'm much like you in that people think I'm like, would be this extroverted type of personality, but I'm introverted by nature mostly. But I knew what I had to do for the business. And then it became, you know, kind of second nature to me to kind of just be the front man. But can you just talk a little bit about how you guys, you know, plan your business and you split up tasks or does it kind of just naturally fall in place because you're so different? It's really interesting that you brought up the naturally falling into place because you're so different. Because I wonder if that's what's happened with you and your business partner, because that is almost what's happened with us. We've discussed it in the past where we have said, like Pascal's just said how much he's enjoying what he's doing. And I'm like, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. And it's like, awesome. We can just keep enjoying <laughs> what we're doing. Um, there's not neither of us are like, neither one of us is telling the other one what to do really. It's just more so we kind of know our roles and it becomes obvious who is the best at doing various tasks. So I just think of, I just messaged him on WhatsApp earlier being like, this link on the website isn't working. I can't work out how to, to fix it. And he just messaged back being like, I'll fix it. I'm just like, great, because I know he can do that much quicker and more efficiently than I can. Whereas I'm on this podcast with you and I can spend time kind of reaching more people through doing these. And I'm much more present across social media maybe i'm doing a q a over on my instagram whilst he's sitting back there kind of figuring out some stuff on the website and how we can promote something for example and yeah it just works upon our skill sets so uh, just the, the main obvious one to me is the podcast i'm reaching out to guests organizing it and recording it and kind of getting collating the questions and everything and then i send it all over to pascal he gets it up on the website he edits it he gets the audio done he gets the kind of little teaser clips done and then it's all there ready for me to just share it over on my instagram um so yeah it works very kind of symbiotically in that fashion that's awesome i think a lot of people think of like being an entrepreneur means you have to go at it alone like you have to have your own business and i definitely was there you know, before I, I teamed up with my partner on like, I want it to be my thing. I want it to, you know, be yeah. all me. But I think like you found a tremendous amount of value in, in having a business partner, right? So I think people like listening is like, you don't have to go at it alone. And I look at it now, I'm like, I don't think I could have done this, done this by myself, right? To find somebody else that compliments me, um, you know, and that we can kind of like move twice as fast because we're doing different things. Yeah. Um, 
how do you guys handle like conflict resolution? Like when you guys have disagreements and problems, like how do you work through that? Cause I'm sure you have had some differences of opinions, right? Yeah. It's, I think because we were probably, I'm not sure we would say like we're, we certainly weren't close friends, but we were somewhat, somewhat friendly before actually he became a business partner. I'd met him at two seminars previously and we were Facebook friends, but it wasn't like we we're in close cahoots and chatting all the time, but we knew of each other. And so the kind of partnership started from a friendship. And so we do keep that element is certainly there and present. And we certainly call each other like very good friends as well, um, but also business partners. And he is very rational. Um, and I do my best to say rational as well. And I, he's very rational. And I don't like conflict. Um, so I don't know if that somewhat complements um, sometimes when things do come up that we don't agree. But generally, we just discuss things out. Um, we talk things through. And normally, we both come to like a very happy conclusion. There probably will. And there should be maybe something more formal in place. I'd be interested to hear what you, <laughs> what you actually do in that regard. We certainly have some disagreements now and then. But normally, it's small. Uh, we're very like-minded for the most part. And we just remind ourselves of kind of what our overall goal and objective is for the company and for the, like what we're trying to do. And normally that kind of leads us to the right answer. And so we both agree upon it. That's really important. I think to know you like, you always go back to the, like, what are we trying to build here and the principles and like the foundation of your business. And you keep that in mind because it can get emotional. I think like what, what we do is, um, like we definitely have, we definitely have differences of opinions. I look at it like you should, like, it's like, a, it's almost like a, another relationship, like almost like you're like you and Charlotte, right? Like you're, that's almost like having like another, you know, yeah. significant other, right? So you should have differences of opinion, but I think same way as you is we always kind of look at it like rationally, like, what are we trying to do here? And then one of us usually will be like, you know what? We, it's funny how it just falls into place. Like one of us will be like, okay, you're right or I was wrong. Like, I think, I think we should just proceed in that. And then I think the important thing there too is like, when it's done, it's done. Yeah, yeah. It might be like two minutes and then we're back to normal, you know, two minutes later, just kind of driving forward. So. Yeah, it can get, the trickiest things for us have probably been uh, like, because it was my company uh, or rather it was like, yeah, it all st stemmed from me and it was, I probably, I had certainly some difficulty letting that go uh, because yeah, it was my baby. And then like letting someone come in and kind of like coddle yeah. that baby, it was, yeah. it was difficult. Uh, but as yeah, time's gone on, Pascal has more than proven himself to me and we both proved to each other how much it means to us. And yeah, we have the same work ethic and drive for it. So yeah, most of the time it just, yeah, seemingly works itself out and hasn't been a problem. I, I, maybe we, have, we haven't had too big a decision yet to faced us. So, um, yeah, there hasn't been anything that's kind of broken that. Awesome. And I can see that and just when you guys talk on the podcast, like it's just, it's like two best friends just kind of going back and forth, right? Yeah. He just has a funny German accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I always joke that it's like the Pascal show because I'm interviewing every like the guests through the week and I'm like talking on my Instagram all the time and he's behind the scenes not saying anything. So I always joke how it's just his opportunity to talk. <laughs> he's like waiting to get all this stuff out, right? <laughs>